Yo, what up, man? It's your boy, Elliot from Boston. It's the EFB Podcast right now. Episode 11. And we got the Snapchat sniper, the fashion god, Cold Red Beats. <laughs> Cold Red, what up, man? It was popping, big homie. It was popping. It was shaking. Yo, I'm, yo you... Your Snapchat lit right now, bro. Stop, bro. Everyone keeps telling me that. And I'm just like, yo, my shit, I'm basic as fuck, my G. Like, on dog. Everyone keeps saying that. Like, yo, I see you was lit all summer. I'm like, I didn't do shit all summer. What are y'all talking about, B? Like, like where? Your, your, your clock filter be 4, 4 or 5 oh. a.m. all the time. Yeah, bro, I don't sleep. I'm always up. You know what I'm saying? I'm always on the go and shit. Nah, yeah, that's a fact. I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a fact. I'm always up. I'm always on the go and shit. Like, even when it's like regular shit, like, even when I do something regular, it's always like, like, it always turns to something crazy. So, we're talking to Cold Red Beats, uh, producer from Boston. Uh, you know, he's, he's right now in New York doing his thing, pursuing his dreams. So, um, yo, Cold Red, tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Who is Cold Red? You know, some of the stuff that you've done. And introduce yourself to the podcast. I bet, bet. Well, before we even get to that, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled to be number 11. You know what I'm saying? Number 11 is a real lucky, lucky number, so I'm feeling real good about that. But, um, nah, me, I'm just a kid, Cold Red. Boston kid, you know what I'm saying? Colombian. Um, I've always been real Colombian. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, me, for example, I, I grew up in the Burbs and shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and... I, like the neighborhood I grew up in, this shit when I was a kid, I was the only I was the only Colum- Like you know, what I'm saying there was no Colombians. You know, what I'm saying yeah, it was us, yeah. but like I love the fact that like my fam always kind of kept that real present. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. like it didn't matter where the fuck we was at. It didn't none, none of that shit mattered. You know, what I'm saying we was all real Colombian, and they always like, like I always grew up on arepas. You know, what I'm saying quesito and all that. Like that shit was all real, real um, dominant in my childhood. You know, what I'm saying salsa. Like you know, what I'm saying. Um, you know, we talk about salsa, you know, it could be anything from, like, Grupo Nietzsche to, like, you know what I'm saying, just the song El Prezo. Like, I didn't even know what the fuck El Prezo was, and when I got yeah. older, that's when I really started, I'm like, you know what I'm saying, like, damn, this shit, like, I got older, and, I'm, and I'll hear the song, I'm like, nigga, I'm having, like, childhood, like, flashbacks, like, you know, it's just like... You know, it's crazy that my pops, my pops is a, is a, a salsa diehard, you know what I mean? And, and he he always told me that, that the only people that love salsa more than uh, Puerto Ricans are Colombians. Yeah, it works. You know what I mean? And that's crazy because, like, when uh, there be festivals out in, in City Hall, you know, salsa concerts, mm-hmm. and it's just deep with just Colombians and, and Puerto Ricans. You know yeah, what I mean? it's, crazy. it's that bond. I mean, I mean, I just think, like, the thing the thing I think is so dope about salsa, and I think I, I, well, I appreciate it a lot more now that I'm a little bit older and shit. You know Because when I was younger, I was just, like, straight hip-hop. Like, I knew salsa, and I listened to salsa just because, like, I was around it, but... It wasn't like a. Re- I wasn't about to be like, oh hey, let me. It was very rare for me to be like, oh hey, let me let me listen to a salsa record like on my own. You know, since a kid, yeah, yeah. you know, just because like I was a hip, you know, what I'm saying hip hop was my thing. But now that I'm older, like I appreciate salsa a little bit more because you know it kind of brings that unity within the Latin American, you know, what I'm saying community. So it's like, you know, like you said, you know, you could be Rican, I'm Colombian, you know, what I'm saying we bonded over one thing, and that's the mm-hmm. love for salsa. You know, what I'm saying it, it kind of brings that unity amongst us so you know as i got older you know i appreciate it. you know it's like and it's like people from different different walks of life like you know what I'm saying no matter where you're from like salsa just has that that vibe and that energy you know what i'm saying so i appreciate a lot more than i'm older you know what I'm saying so for you to say that shit dope bro so with um with your production like would you say is heavily influenced by by all aspects of music not just hip-hop um i mean it depends i mean like like for example, I mean me, like I'm a very simple bass producer. I've always been a simple bass producer. Um, so it's like, 
yeah, you know, for me to find that sample, I have to listen to all types of records. And, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yo, if you watch, like, certain interviews on, on, on you, like, see, the thing with me is, like, I, I kind of, I used to, when I was a kid, like, even before I was really making beats, when I wanted to get into making beats, because the thing is, like, I came from the era, like, there was no Fruity Loops, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know what the, f- I mean, like, I knew what the fuck it was, but it yeah. wasn't, like, as accessible as it is now, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Now, everybody just downloads a hack Fruity Loop, and they, you know what I'm saying, they call themselves producers and shit. Like, I come from the era, like, bro, I really used to dig vinyls, for real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for real, for real. Like, I used to go, I used to have to, like, where the fuck is a thrift shop, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to go to, like, used stores with that, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, what was the name of that fucking store? Was it like the Goodwill? Is that what it's called? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so I used to go to Goodwill, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a fucking, they just have shit. People just bring shit and people just fucking throw out records pretty much. And I'm buying records for like 50 cents or a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I would just go through them joints and just fucking, you know what I'm saying? Just always just like, just digging for shit. So it's like, I've always listened to, to various music from that perspective and shit. So when when was it that you um you know really started uh you know making beats and and, and taking the music seriously cuz i mean I, I feel like everyone always has an epiphany you know what i mean like, yeah like, uh, i mean yeah i mean it's it's honestly it was like a it's like a long journey bro like you know i mean i always knew like since i was a kid bro like before anything like i always knew like whatever it was that like when i when i put on like a certain record or you know what i'm saying that feeling when you get when you listen to a certain record i always knew like damn like that shit, that shit always bugged me the fuck out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you listen to a dope-ass record... Yeah, but I always knew I never wanted to be a rapper. Like, I always yeah. knew that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, yo, I, I never want to rap. I never want to pretend to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my whole thing... And, and like, you know, P kind of rational me because, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain times where I'm like, yo, P, like... You know what I'm saying? And I, like, rap certain things. And he'll be like, like yo, Red trying to rap. Like, I'm not trying to rap. I'm just trying... I'm like, it would sound dope if it went like this. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it's like I never wanted to be a rapper, and never and like and if like you know if the idea ever crossed my mind of like me laying down vocals, it wasn't for me for that shit to be published. It was more like to like set that you know to get that idea to whoever is gonna fucking do the record. But but um not nah, but as far okay so as far as with me production like you know it's been a long journey like you know when I had to start taking it seriously I mean like shit like I mean it started with just like just having fun bro like I remember just being a kid like oh man I was in middle school I think I don't even know how old I was I was in middle school. And all I wanted was like some turntables. I don't even know why. I just wanted some turntables. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I, I can't remember what the fuck I did. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I like begged my parents and shit. Like, I had to do all sorts of crazy shit. Like, I think I like deli- I was fucking delivering newspapers and shit. I was just, you know what I'm saying? And they weren't even expensive turntables. They were the Funk Master Flex joints. Um, it was a new mug. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was like a little package. So uh, those are like the first things I ever bought. But, you know what I'm saying? The thing where it came to that is like, I was a kid. I didn't have money to buy vinyls. Yeah. So it's like, my pops just happened to have some random fucking vinyls laying around the house. So like, I was like, you know, first time I ever dealt with turntables, I was I was doing like, you know, the vinyls I had were like random as fuck. Like, I think I had like Eddie Murphy records and shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like some wild, like random shit. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't care. I just love the fact that I had a pair of turntables in the mixer and some fucking speakers that fucking blue, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and it went from there and then like the first couple vinyls I bought was like um I had the Nas, the one mic joint. I had um Cameron's Hey Ma. I had um Ludacris's um uh Move Bits. That was oh, the record. Yo, 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 Mo- yeah, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like so you know that was around the time that you know I might have been like I might have been like seventh, eighth grade. That was around the time that like I bought turntables and from there you know what I'm saying? Like, I just had these turntables. I mean, I was never really good at it. You know what I'm saying? I never really learned to... I never really understood. You know what I'm saying? I never really got into it that deep. But I just lo- love the whole idea of just having turntables. So you from East Bean, you uh, 
you meet uh you know upcoming artists who's who's filthy right now primo profit um how was that how did that first meeting take place because i remember you told me a story and you told me how um you wasn't even impressed with the first with the with the first time you heard his music you know what i mean yeah um i so it's like yeah so i'm not you know at the time i was just making beats and shit i'm at the gas station and my man's pulls up or this kid i went to school with pulls up and said my man kells and um I'm just playing beats. I was with my cousin because that's what we used to do. We used to just ride around and just listen to my beats in the whip. You know what I'm saying? Just straight instrumentals. So my man pulls up. He's like, yo, he's like, what is that? He's like, you rap? Like, what are these beats? You know what I'm saying? Because they weren't industry beats. with my sis. So I'm like, nah, I make beats. So the kid, like, immediately took my mat down. He's like, I bet we're going we're gonna to be in touch. I'm like, all right, cool. So I sent, I had sent him some beats. Ironically, I, I still haven't even done a record with this kid. But I had sent him some beats and shit. He's like, yo, I'm going to pull up with some friends. I'm like, all right, cool. So he pulled up with two kids. One was, like, super Colombian. Like, this dude looked like he just arrived from Medellin yesterday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the other kid was, you know what I'm saying, this kid that came through with a fitted. And, you know what I'm saying, like, he was just a Colombian kid, too. I felt like, you know what I'm saying, immediately I'm like, oh, okay, I rock with this kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? I felt like, all right, cool, we got the same, we got similar identity. You know what I'm saying? So... Playing beats and shit. He he's like he likes the fact that I got beats, but none of them really were catered to him. And he, and he was playing me. He, he played me. You know, at the time he didn't really have much of a discography. Neither of us did. You know what I'm saying? We, at the time, I didn't have any records that were published. Pete didn't have any records that were really published. You know what I'm saying? Especially from like just him as an artist. Like he wasn't even a, technically a rapper at the time, and I wasn't technically a producer. I was just a fucking basement beat maker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So. You know, he played me this record and shit, like a verse that he did on, like, I don't know, it was like mad, there's mad motherfuckers on one record, you know what I'm saying? Like, he played me a verse that he did and shit. And um, I wasn't really impressed, you know what I'm saying? Like, the quality of it, you know what I'm saying? It, it didn't do him justice. And, you know what I'm saying? At the time, I didn't, I, didn't, I, I knew, I knew I wanted good quality, but I, I, could, I wasn't able to differentiate, like, good quality versus bad quality. You know what I'm saying? I could tell it was done, like, just fucking around. And it just didn't really, like, make him stand out. Like, I wasn't like, oh, shit, this kid's nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and he played me, like, another record, a freestyle he did, I think, which I think it was on, like, he had put it out on a project. I think he put it on Columbia Next I think, if I'm not mistaken, as a bonus track. I can't remember it was, like, a bonus, but the funeral. It was called Funeral. Okay. Yeah, so, he, and, and you know, at the time, like I said, the quality was bad, but I could still be like, oh, I, you know, he got some, you know, at the time I'm thinking he got somewhat of a flow, and I'm sure he's thinking the same shit about me, you know what I'm saying, like, like, okay, this nigga makes beats, he's somewhat, he's alright, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I play Sweet Dreams, and he's just like, yo, I'm like, I'm like, oh, alright, cool, we got one, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, whatever, so he leaves, you know, I give him the Sweet Dreams and shit, I email it to him, he leaves. And he's just like, he's fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be real with you, like, after that little... I don't even remember the third kid that showed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pete was really the only one that was, like, really, like, hitting me. Like, yo, da 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 I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I was like, my man's... Who, you know what I'm saying? I, I talked to him here and there. And then the, the other kid, I don't, remember, I don't even remember him at all. You know what I'm saying? And then P and P was just, like, hitting me. Like, yo, this, this beat's fire. This sweet dream shit's fire. Like, you know what I'm saying? I guess he blazed and fucking wrote, wrote the record. So, I'm like, all right, cool. And then, like... I started really thinking about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause at the time, honestly, like, like when I started making beats, I didn't give a fuck about the money. Money was always, it was never like a thing to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never cared about money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I cared about just being successful and, and and putting out like quality records, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was all about quality, you know what I'm saying? It was all about like making sure my shit was A1, like 
I don't, and, and you know what I always tell niggas, like, yo, don't give niggas a reason to hate. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you gotta be able to not give niggas a reason to hate. Like, if you fucking go to, if you mix the shit in your fucking closet, niggas would be like, yo, that shit's basura, nigga. That shit, niggas mix that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have fashion. And I was never about half fashion. So, um, at the time, I was really looking, I wasn't really looking for money. I was looking more for, like, someone who I could grow with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you, you talk about, um, Colombian pride, you know what I mean, and that's mm-hmm. that's apparent throughout. Just, 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 uh, you know, talking to the money mob, being around the money mob, being around yourself, um, y'all dudes, y'all, y'all rep Colombia to the death, and properly so, you know what I mean. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican. Um, I let it be known that Spanish is my first language, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and 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 as a Latino, you know what I'm saying, we we're born to rep. That's what we do. So. Right now, the show Narcos is a big controversy because it's an entertaining show, but a lot of Colombians feel disrespected by it. What's your point of view on on that show and the perception that it gives to Colombia and the Pablo Escobar story? I mean, man, like sometimes, I mean, it honestly depends on my moves. So I wake up and I just, I feel like I just be going hard. And other times I just be like, yo, just let him live, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> I just like let him live. But overall, I fucking hate that show, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, you know, it probably is entertaining. Like, but honestly, like, I'm not gonna, like, I can't even get past the, his accent, my G. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's interesting because I was talking to a group of people yesterday, you know, it was probably like four or five people. They were all white, except for one guy who was Brazilian. And, um, you know, they asked me about fucking Narcos and, like, how great it is and shit. And I'm like, before I could even say anything, the Brazilian guy's like, he doesn't like it. Yeah. You know Because we had already established that I was Colombian, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the guy was like, he doesn't like it. And they're like, why? And they're like, because the accent. He's like, they should. And he even said it. He's like, they should not have a Brazilian actor to play Colombian's part. He's like, because if it was vice versa, I would be upset. Well, I, I remember when, um, when, the, when the Selena movie came out. And people mm-hmm. was hating that that J Lo got the part that it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a Mexican born act- actress, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, um, you know, and J Lo's you know Spanish was terrible, you know. So was so was Selena's, you know. Her Spanish was never good, but you know, I could see you know speaking to to, to you guys and speaking to Colombians that that Spanish and that accent is not what's on TV, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's not it. I mean, like like I've said, like my whole thing is I'm not even really mad that the nigga's Brazilian. Like I don't really give a fuck. Like I just I just want the shit to be done um, appropriately. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. like yo, there's there's a really yeah, and I say this to anybody, bro. Like one of the best Colombian documentaries I've seen is the Two Escobars, and that shit was done by some, if I'm not mistaken, some white boys from Mash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like these niggas is not Colombian. If anything, I think they have like I think their parents. Or some shit like, or they have like some sort of um, ethnic background to being Brazilian, but they're not Colombian. They have no relation to Colombia, and they have the, to me, one of the best Colombian documentaries I've seen ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this is like, you know, we could compare this to any any shit done in in Colombia. Like, their documentary is fucking a one to me. So it's not even necessarily by like, um, I guess that that falls in the context of like cultural appropriation, like. Nah, like, I just feel like the nigga doesn't do a good job portraying... I don't feel like any type of identity. When I watch the two Escobars, I feel identity. And I know the dude that put it together is not Colombian. It's some yeah. kid from Mass. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like, I'm not even knocking it because he's not Colombian. He's just, he's, he's not, in a Colombian's perspective, he's not doing a good job. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like you won't, someone may not be able to understand if they're not Colombian. You feel me? Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, yeah, that's this is how I feel about it. And I feel like they just like kind of just, you know, they I, like this is how I feel. I feel like the the producer and the director, you know, they're just looking at it like, oh hey, there's a great story because I mean Escobar's story is amazing. You know yeah. I'm saying that's the trap god. Like they, yo, bro, there will never be, and you know, we this could be up for debate if anybody wants to talk about it. There will never be another drug dealer as impactful and as influential as Pablo Escobar ever. You yeah. know saying no one has ever done it and no one will ever do it. Period. Yeah. You're saying that I don't. It doesn't matter who it is. Like they're no. Like he is the trap god. Like you're saying he he really invented this whole trap thing. You're saying it's just like when, when you know he has such his stories just so fucking mind blowing that like yo this dude really got fucking rich off cocaine like for real. You're yeah. saying like 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 you would like we're, we're, I'm not talking about like round away rich like nah this nigga was on a Forbes list my G yeah. you know what I'm saying like yeah, yeah. you know this stories are like this dude really spending a million dollars on fucking security a day yeah. you know what I'm saying that's 365 mil a year on yeah. security that's fucking unheard of for one man you know what I'm saying so it's like when, so it's like if that's like you know what I'm saying that's just like so how much money is you really making you know what I'm saying like it's just like I just think for for someone to take that story and kind of capitalize off of it, and it's not they're not really Colombian, it's not really insightful, it's not really it doesn't give identity. So it's like why you know what I'm saying. So now I'm starting to question their their incentives. Like, what the fuck are you really doing it for? It's not about the culture to teach history. It's not you know what I'm saying. Cause you, you know, that's not what you're doing. You're doing it to make money. You know what I'm saying. So it's just yeah. like I feel like at that point you're making a mockery of like my culture. You know what I'm saying. So that's how I feel about it. Now. As far as Pablo Escobar goes, what is the the perception amongst Colombians to Pablo as opposed to someone who's just born in the United States? You know what I mean? Because someone who researches Pablo Escobar and mm-hmm. and 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 reads his story and and digs into the history, they're gonna look at Pablo and say, "Man, you know, that guy was a monster. That guy was a murderer." Yet I've spoken to numerous of Colombians who say, you know, Pablo, uh, you know, built a village that my grandmother lived in. You know what I mean? So, so there's there's different loyalty to him amongst Colombian people. What's the perception? Your perception to Pablo? I uh, look. So here, here's the thing. Like, it's funny. Like. I mean, cause people are always gonna have different perspectives on Pablo. Like even like even like Americans, like people that don't, that don't know anything about Colombian culture, but they, you know, what I'm saying they read a little bit about Pablo. Like their perspectives gonna go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like Rich Homie Kwan got Pablo tatted on his arm. Like how, why? You know yeah. what I'm saying like like why the fuck would you do that? Yep. You don't know you don't know a damn thing about him except narcos. And, you know, and this is me just making assumptions, but like yeah. you know, what I'm saying like, that's a pretty bold statement, my dude. You know, what I'm saying, and I'm not. My whole thing is like I can't. I mean, anyone. I can't really speak on on people who aren't who aren't Colombian, but people who are Colombian, I can't really. For me, like you can't be wrong for liking Pablo. You can't be wrong for hating Pablo. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like everyone, because you everyone has different experiences with that man. Yeah. That man, literally, if you were part of the country, he literally influenced your life in one way or another, either negative or positive. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, there. Like if you go to Colombia. Um, it's not, it's not like, he's not a topic of conversation like he is out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, there's a lot of stigma around his name, but, you know, there's a lot of glory around his name, too, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just depends who you're talking to, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, I, you know, I have close friends who, like, 
they consider him a fucking terrorist, like for real, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. There's there's no like they're like yo, this nigga's textbook um he's textbook definition of terrorist. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you know, I have a friend that like they're just like yo, bombs is going off all the time. Like you see the cops and you run. You're not running because of the cops. You're running because you're scared them stick up kids are gonna come and kill the cops and they're gonna just go blast anyone who's around anyways. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because because yeah. that whole plato plomo shit was for real. Like he was really like yo. My G, you bring me a badge, I'm giving you fucking cash money right now. The higher ranked officer you kill, the more money I'm giving you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you tell that to people with no money, what the fuck you think niggas gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Of course they're gonna fucking be like, oh, hell yeah, niggas. You know, I got bills to pay. You know what I'm saying? I got mouths to feed. You feel me? Like, you don't get, you know, and, and that's what people don't understand. Like, the perspective is always gonna be like distorted. You know what I'm saying? How do you, how do you judge someone in, 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 a, in a situation where they, ha- where they have necessities? You know what I'm saying? Like, they have to, and that's. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the only thing that pops up. You know what I'm saying? So what the fuck are you going to do? Like, I'm not saying that they're, they're right for it. I'm just saying, like, just understand the whole thing before you really kind of go and judge. So I really, me personally, I don't have a perspective on Pablo. Like, if you tell me, yo, Pablo, trap guard. I mean, he's the trap guard, whether you like it or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? That he's the trap guard. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's the, I mean, he's the most influential trapper of all time, period. You know what I'm saying? Impactful trapper of all time, period. But, you know, whether if someone tells me, if, if a Colombian tells me they, they hate him or they dislike him, I, I have, like, I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying, or they like him or they dislike him, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go against you at all. You know, and I personally have no perspective on him. Like, I'm I'm not going to tell you he's a good guy. I'm not going to tell you he's a bad guy. I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you the facts. And the facts is he's a fucking trapper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now, now, as far as, um, as you personally, I mean, right now you're in New York. Um, mm-hmm. You're making moves out there. Um, you know, we already talked about your your discography. Like I said, you worked with Primo Profit heavily on his Colombian Necktie and Trap projects. Um, you know, you got credits to your name. So what's next for Cold Red Beats? Because, I mean, you got to set the bar really high to top working with Method Man. Because Method Man's a legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I tell this to people all the time because I'm really proud of my homies. You know what I mean? So I'd be like, appreciate Yo, you, appreciate I'd be like, you. My, my man Cole Red got a joint with Met the Man. And let me remind you who Met the Man is. Met the Man is the only feature on Ready to Die. Feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 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 what's next for Cole Red Beats? Yo, I mean, not not to not to toot my own, but like you know, like for example, me, like I always get gas, like. Like when when people talk about meth, like I always get mad hype. You know what I'm saying? When people, cause you know sometimes like like me, I don't I don't say I forget, but like you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh yeah, direct with meth. But then like when I'm like you know just going about my everyday life and and you know meth the man's name comes up, like yo that man was really like that man's really great. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like like I think there was like a, a Nori interview with like um with Fat Joe. Fat Joe was there, and they were talking about um DMX numbers. You know what I'm saying? Because DMX did the two albums in one year. And like, you know, Joe was wilding out. He's like, yo, he's like, niggas do numbers like that. You know what I'm saying? That shit's not, anybody can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, he's like, DMX and Method Man are probably the only ones. You know what I'm saying? So like, when I hear shit like that, I'm like, I'm like yo, I get hyped, nigga. I'm yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always get that that reminder, like, or like when people are talking about like, just, just fucking hip hop. And yo, here's the thing, like, I'm talking about my discography. I didn't even get into this, bro. Like, because I was just watching today, I was just watching, um, the fabulous interview in High 97. Yeah. And he was talking about like Allen Iverson and how like Allen Iverson's like favorite rapper is Redman. You're saying like that's Eminem's favorite rapper too, Redman, if yep. I'm not mistaken. 
Bro, I got records with Redman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like nobody, nobody's gonna like nobody will ever hear them. Nobody will ever know. Like you know what I'm saying? Due, due to whatever reasons, but like I got records with Redman. Like I've heard Redman spin on my my joints. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like it's recorded and it's, it's in a stash somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I I I don't, I don't even have it. You know what I'm saying? I, I gotta holler at my homie see if I can possibly get it somehow, even if it's a fucking not even mixed. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. to have for personal. But I got records with Redman and shit. So so I get like super hyped when I hear like this whole meth and red thing. Um, but shit, I actually got distracted with the fuck the original question was. I got, I got so hyped about the whole meth thing, the whole <laughs> oh, meth and red thing. Well, what's next for Cold Red Beats? So what's next for me? Okay, yeah. So so pretty much like when I, when I went to go do, like because I actually went to go do the meth record. Like I was actually in the studio with him. You know what I'm saying? I was in the studio with homie, and like, yo, like the thing is like that for me right there. See, a lot of people always talk about like. You know, wanting shit to happen. And, like, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, wanting what they, you know, claiming they want to do something or they want to be like this. But, like, a lot of people don't really put in that work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'll never forget it. When I first came to New York City, like, you know, I was talking to my cousin, you know, same one that was, they were riding around with me with the beats and shit. And he's just like, yo, my G, he's like, you got to understand something, dog. He's like, everybody want to be God, but nobody want to carry the cross. He's like, you're yeah. carrying the cross right now. And I didn't really understand that at the time, you know what I'm saying? Because when I came to New York, bro, I had it, I had it real rough. You know what I'm saying? Like my first two years in New York was real rough. Like you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't know that, but I, I had a real rough out here. You know what I'm saying? Me and my man, I came out here with my man. It's like, shit was, it was not peaches and cream, dog. It was not, you know what I'm saying? Like right now, I'm chilling. I'm good right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I mean, I'm in school, so like that's on my mind right now. But yeah. bro, like this, the shit I'm going through right now is fucking peaches and cream compared to like you know what I'm saying? Like when I first came to New York, so. So when I when I did that that meth record, you know what I'm saying, mind you, like, bro, I was hitting everybody like I was everywhere and anywhere I could be, mind you, just trying to send beats. You feel me? Yeah. Like I'm talking about like no sleep. Like you think my you think I'm always out and about now? I was out and about then. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just really just like really trying try and get like Y'all, I, I would always tell myself, I just need that one, you know what I'm saying, that one placement, you know what I'm saying, just let me, you know what I'm saying, because those points in time, you know, in time where I felt like I made the wrong decision, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here, like, this shit, you know what I'm saying, this city fucking me up right now, Yeah. you know what I'm saying, so, so when I, when I really went to, um, land that record, it, it was, it was bigger for me than, than people may understand, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't think anyone could really understand, like, fully understand how, what that record really means to me, I don't think anybody will ever, even my mans that was here with me, like, I don't even think he'll be able to even really understand, like, what that meant to me, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, just cause, like, that record represented, like, that, that struggle, you feel me, like, for me, you know what I'm saying, that was just like, yo, I really went through all that, you know what I'm saying, and it's like, I went through a lot of rappers telling me, like, they didn't like my beats, you know, before I met P, like, when I first was making beats, I had niggas telling me my beats wasn't good, you know what I'm saying, even throughout the whole thing, like, I was sending beats to niggas and be like, yeah, they all right, you know what I'm saying, like, so, so it's like, when when you go when you go through, like, a million fucking no's, you know what I'm saying, like, and at the time, you know, there was points of time where, where I would work with, with niggas that don't even really didn't even deserve for me to work with, or I would try to work with niggas that didn't really even deserve my, my production, but I would do it as kind of like a chess move could be like yo well his man's is so and so and I could probably get plugged in with this nigga through that you know what I'm yeah. saying like I, I, I was always playing chess so when, you know when, when fucking Joe Schmo is telling me no and I don't even want to fuck with him in the first place you know what I'm saying it just like makes you appreciate the struggle now you know what I mean yeah yeah and then like when Med comes and he's just like you got one it's just like yo <laughs> you know what I'm saying like and so the thing is so I, I had to record with Meth and shit and fucking I went to the stool, you know, to mix the record, but Meth was not there. Like, you know, it was it was made clear to me, like, yo, Meth, Meth, he got things going on where he's not coming to the stool. 
I was like, all right, cool. And the album was already done. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it was an album was already done no more. You know what I'm saying? Because it went from like a mixtape joint, because he was going to do a mixtape, you know, because he had a little situation, I think it was with Def Jam. But I, I guess he he managed to be able to get out of the situation with Def Jam and go independent. So now it's an album. And I think he did it with um Tommy Boy. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, he did it with Tommy Boy. And um, so like now he's just like, all right, cool. So the album's done. So I'm, I'm in the studio and I'm just like, yo, you know, I'm hearing the record that they're mixing and shit. I'm like, that I already did, which was Soundcheck. So I'm like, all right, cool. And um, I was just like, yo, you know, I tell my man's an engineer, I was like, yo, I got beats. I don't know if y'all going to be working on a couple mixtapes, but, I, you know, I can leave some beats at the studio, you know what I'm saying? If you got other artists, you know, I'm telling the engineer, like, we got other artists coming through. So I play a beat, and um, fucking the door opens, and it's fucking meth. Like, he just came unexpected, and nobody, and I'm just like, my nigga. <laughs> 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 I'm like, my nigga. I'm like, all right. You know, but I'm playing it cool, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing cool, calm, collective. And he just like he don't even say nothing to nobody, nigga. He just got that face on. He's like, yo, what? He's like, what the fuck is that? Uh, and then my man's like, homie came through with some beats. He's like, my nigga. He's like, it's Christmas out here, B. <laughs> and I'm like, yo. <laughs> he's just like, yo. He like he's he's like telling me he's thankful for me to come through with them, them beats and shit. I'm I'm like confused, bro. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's it's hard to take in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. especially after like you've gone through so many no's and like. You know what I'm saying? You really kind of grinded it out. You really thugged it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? For the God to tell you, like, he's appreciative of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just weird, bro. Like, this shit don't even make no... It still don't make no sense. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. It don't make no sense to me. So, that, so like, so, you know, after I left the studio, like, mind you, like, I got a bunch of mixed emotions going through. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, holy shit, nigga. I was in the studio with Matt. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was there kicking it with him, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? He did smoking. He burned it down. He, like, listened to my beats and shit. He fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just crazy. It was just, like, surreal to me. So it's like when I left, I went and um, I linked with one of my mentors. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I had plans to link with him anyways. So, like, you know, I told him. I was like, yo. I was Because the thing is, when I went, I still didn't even believe that I had the record with Matt. You know what I'm saying? Like, the sound check, I didn't even really believe I had that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I went there and it was like confirmed, like it was done, here's the session. I thought they were confused. You know what I'm saying? I thought they mixed up one of my beats with someone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. thought they, I thought they like, it was a beat that some other kid made because that's happened to me before too. Like there's been beats where like people have hit me like, yo, that beat's fire you did for so-and-so. That beat you did for me is fire. I'm like, I didn't do that, bro. Like, like what? I'm like, that's yeah. not me, G. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I thought it was one of those, bro. Like I still couldn't believe it. So once I was there and, and that was my record and Matt was fucking with it and it was official, and he, he like, it was just crazy to me for him to actually, you know, the, the album's done. There's no more submissions. For him to actually be like, yo, I, the, the album's not being put out without this last record that he walked in on. You know what I'm saying? That beat he walked in on, I thought was crazy. So when I left, there was, like, a lot of surreal emotions. Like, I just couldn't even believe it. I was in shock. I'm like, yo. It was, like, weird. It was, like, a, it was like a high and a low. And I know it sounds crazy, but, like, it kind of, the best way I could, like, relate it to is, like, you know, in the Skullface movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in the end, where he's like, he's like, this is what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? This is what, I, this is what I, I've done it all for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Because yeah. I left there, and it's just like, I felt so accomplished, but I felt so unaccomplished at the same time. I felt so accomplished because that one thing that I, I, I moved to New York and I told myself I was going to do, which was be on an album, not to mention with the fucking God himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of the gods, like... I just kind of felt like, now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like do I keep going with the... Like, you know, because 
at that point, I, I felt a type of way about the industry. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, do I really want to keep, you know what I'm saying, going with the, 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 and take this route? Like, is this the life I want to live? Like, I'm saying the industry's for gazing, my G. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm just like, yo, is that the route I really want to take? You know what I'm saying? That shit was just crazy to me. So I went and met up with my mentor, and that was when I decided to go back to school. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just had to talk with him. He just, like, and I remember, I'll never forget, he's like, yo, my G, whatever it is that you do, he's like, you got to fucking shake, you know what I'm saying? You got to shake the pavement, my nigga. You got to stomp on the floor, stomp on the concrete, make sure, let them know you're here. You know what I'm saying? That shit, I'll always take that shit with me forever. Yeah. So I went back to school. I decided I want to go back into communications. Um, and that's what I'm doing now. Like, I'm in communications, so I, you know, I've written for Dawn Diva. Um, so I major in advertising public relations. I minor in journalism. So... Um, right now, um, you know, I've written for Dawn Diva. So it's like everything that I've done in hip-hop has helped me get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. has always helped me what I'm doing now. I'm saying right now, I might not be creating as much. I'm not making beats. I'm not sending out beats. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm chilling, but I'm doing other things that, like, my production has been, like, the foundation for that. So it's like I've written for Dawn Diva. Um, right now, I just landed an internship with... um. Hot 97, MS Communications, oh. which is, uh, you know, they own Hot 97. Yeah. So I'm going to be in that, I'm going to be in the building. And like, that was another surreal moment for me because I remember when I came to New York City, before, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I first, first came to New York City, like, before I even did the, it was, you know, the whole production thing was on my mind. I would, like, in the back of my mind, I would always be like, yo, I see, like, you know, where do you see yourself? And I was just like, you know, I would always ask myself, like, where do you see yourself? And I would be like, yo, I'm going to be in the High 97 building. And that shit just sounded crazy. You know what I'm saying? That shit sounded crazy to anybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, High 97's iconic, man. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm a kid in New York City. Like, I'm nobody. I'm fucking, you know, at the time I'm poor. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, I don't got shit. You know what I'm saying? So for me to, like, even just say that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in the High 97 building, it just sounded crazy. It even sounded crazy to me at the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like now, like fast forward, it's just like I'm in the building. You know what I'm saying? That's another surreal moment for me. It's like, you know, because I said where I wanted to see myself and I'm there, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so, you know, I'm in the High 97 building right now. I was just in um, I was just in Vibe um, yesterday, Vibe Magazine, the office. I was in the, no, I'm sorry, not yesterday, Friday. Dope. And, um, you know, so I'm waiting to hear back from them and shit. And um, now I'm just like, just been thugging it out with the school thing, just getting ready to graduate and, and just, you know what I'm saying, ready for the next chapter in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to close this one, which is like, you know, the whole school thing. And, and you know, I mean, I do plan on going for like my master's possibly. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to a school right now where I might submit an application. Um, but I just been focused on that, really. You know what I'm saying? Just like the whole education thing and just really kind of pushing forward with that. You know what I'm saying? I tell everybody like the importance education is like, that shit's fucking key right there. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about, like, major key? Like, education. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because you, you put that in, you know, you build your resume. You got your education on there. You know what I'm saying? And just find what you're passionate about. You, you know what I'm saying? It's all about building your resume. You know what I'm saying? Like, the more things the more things you have that are substantial on your resume is going to strengthen, you know, your chances just in anything that you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, all, it's, all, it's all opportunity. So that's why I kind of really been with it. You know what I'm saying? So the beans pulling for you, you know. Appreciate we know you. the mob is pulling for you. Um, Appreciate but you. We, you know, we love to see the homies. Um, you know, take things to the next level and do things the right way. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you out there, New York grinding. You on Methods album. You um, you know, you're gonna be in the hot nine seven the hot nine seven offices. You know what I'm saying? So say what up to Ebro. Say what up to Rosenberg. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Facts. Um, 
people, you know, with the emergence of how, uh, of 106 and the Breakfast Club, I think people have forgotten just how iconic Hot 9-7 is, just how good of of radio personalities Ebro and Rosenberg are, and just what kind of a legend Funk Flex is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and I think people forget that, especially now that, that you know, him and Drake been been exchanging words. Um, yeah. I think people forget how iconic Funk Flex is, you know, so mm-hmm. big ups to you. Appreciate for, um, you for, for for getting your foot in the door. Appreciate you. You know we're pulling for you, and, and, and where can the people? Uh, where can they follow you? Because we are, I already said you're the Snapchat sniper. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> All right, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. I just want to clear something real quick before we even um do this. Um, like with the whole Hot 97 and the Breakfast Club thing, the 1051 and Hot 97. Um, yo, so like Hot 97. I mean Breakfast Club, they got a, they got a strong presence. They do, but but. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like when it comes to radio, the shit that really matters is numbers. You yeah. feel me? Like, so I mean, you know, you you could go on and you know what I'm saying? This shit blew my mind. You could be, because I always thought, and the thing is, High 97 is owned by MS Communications. You know what I'm saying? MS Communications, their two big stations is fucking um, Power 106, which is in LA, and High 97 in New York. Yeah. MS Communications is a small company. Like, they own like 24 radio stations or some shit like that iHeartRadio, on the other hand, they're fucking a huge company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, their company is like... So it's like, you know, we're we talking about, like, Emma's going up iHeart. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Emma's is the little guy. iHeart, you know what I'm saying? It's the big homie. But Emma's is really, like, putting in work. So, you know, like I said, numbers is what really matters at the end. So it's like, if you really go on... um, if You, you could even check the YouTube, for example. Check the Breakfast Club and check um High 97. High 97 got, like, 1.3 mil subscribers. Yeah. Breakfast Club got like six or seven hundred thousand. Yeah, you know that's almost double. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like I don't know what it is. There's always that perception that like um, Breakfast Club, you know what I'm saying? They're doing their thing, of course. You know what I'm saying because you know you got a lot of controversy. They get, they got a lot of controversial, you know, interviews. You know, with the whole Dame Dash, like which is by far that's probably one of my favorite interviews. You yeah. know what I'm saying by the way, like if someone hasn't seen it, you know, please. But yeah, like High ninety seven, like. You know, they're like the little guys, but they winning, you know what I'm saying? And they're the little guys in the sense of, like, they don't got that, they don't got as much money as iHeart or how, you know, 105.1 has behind them, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I just wanted to, I don't even know why I got into that, but <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that because cause it, was, it was shit that, you know what I'm saying, I was looking into, you know, because I'm about to be in the building, I got to know what the fuck I'm talking about. And and that was just, like, insightful information that, that just kind of blew my, blew my mind. I'm like, oh, shit, like. The fuck, like you know, what I'm saying like, yeah, I think I, would, I think Ebro's one of the most talented dudes on the radio. Yeah, because he's been around for so long. You know, what hands saying? down, like like the way he chops it up with the new school, the way he mm-hmm. can kick yeah. it old school. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like like Ebro to me is one of the dudes that I look up to when I do this. You know what I'm saying? So facts, so facts. for you to be able to have the opportunity to potentially rub elbows with him, dog, salute. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be in the office, like you know, I, I be. I mean, I'll be on the low, I'll be messaging them. Because the thing, I've already, I already know a couple heads up in the High 97. Yeah. You know, a couple of DJs and shit. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for this. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's going to be, you know, a good opportunity for me and just, like, whoever I really, really fucked with. You know what I'm saying? Like, because my whole thing is, that, yo, like, a lot of people don't know. Like, I always try to look out when I can. You feel me? Like, you know, if someone hits me for beats, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't have just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't have just, like, meth like you know what I'm saying contacts like I got other contacts as well of like well established artists I just haven't placed anything with them so it's like sometimes like people will hit me like yo so and so's working on something 
if I can't, if I feel like I can't, like, you know, provide something for that, I always look out for other producers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, like you know, any of my producer friends will ask you, like, if you ask Mass or whoever, Tay or anybody, like, you know, I, I'm on them, like, yo, send me beats, bro, like, what the fuck, like, send me shit so I can send it on my behalf, you feel me? Yeah. Like, I'm always looking out for other people, so I, I feel like me kind of being up in, you know, that I got my foot in the high 97, I feel like it's not just me, it's just, like, people that fucks with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all about, like, empowering, like, the shit that I, you know, people that I admire and shit, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So that's what that's what I'm really trying to really trying to go with it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of gonna kind of be like my approach. You feel me? Yeah. So where can uh, people follow you on social media? So my Twitter, my Instagram, um, at Red Beats with a Z. Um, Snapchat, the same thing, Red Beats with a Z. You feel me? Like I'm, I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so Cole Red, I appreciate you taking the time. Right Always now, my G. Right now you in New York. I'm over here in, in Massachusetts. You know we doing this via the Skype. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, setting that up, taking an hour, talking to me, chilling. You know what I mean? Um, we we tried to do this one time at the Money Mob Studio, but mm. the Money Mob Studio was too lit. <laughs> you know yeah, 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 it was too lit. It was too lit, bro. <laughs> it was too lit, but you know, I appreciate you taking the time. Cold Red Beats, Elliot from Boston, it's the EFB Podcast. <laughs>